0: Hebrews chapter 3, and I want to leave with you the verse 6 tonight, and especially the words at the end. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope, firm unto the end. Tonight our subject is the Christian's Perseverance. This holding fast, the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope, firm unto the end. The apostle, as you know, has been speaking about Christ, about the glories of the Son of God, and especially his glory as Son over his own house. And now he begins to speak about the house itself. What is this house of which the apostle has been writing? He describes it in verse 6. We are the house. Christians are the house of God. It's the church that is the house of the living God. God's house in the Bible, in the New Testament especially, is never a church building of earthly bricks and timber. It is a living house. And every Christian is a brick, a living brick in that living house over which Jesus Christ is head. Peter says you are a living stones. You're built up a spiritual house. That's exactly what the Apostle is saying here in Hebrews. And so if we ask what is a Christian, we have to say a Christian is God's house. He is in God's house. He is part of God's house. And Christ is over him. Christ is his Lord. But how does one know a living brick? How does one know an individual Christian in this house? And that's what Paul is defining now. What marks out a living brick? A living stone. A true Christian is one who holds fast to something. That's what he's saying here in this verse. The Christian has something is holding something, is possessing something that they will never let go. And in this phrase or text, the emphasis is on that word, hold fast. It is, in actual fact, the only verb in the phrase. And as well as that, in the original, it comes at the very end for emphasis. And literally it is, if the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope unto the end we hold fast. So it's the word that is emphasized. It is the doing word, it is the only doing word that identifies a true Christian. He's holding fast. Now, what does a Christian do? Well, no doubt a Christian does many things, oh. prayers and Reads his Bible and goes to church and all of that. But in God's house, this is the main, the primary thing, the essential thing that identifies him. He has a firm grip on Christ. Holding fast. He possesses Christ in his grip. He's holding fast this glorious hope. And he won't let it slip from his grip. Now, some of you know about letting things slip. Because as we get older, our memory does that very much. lets things slip. And sometimes we're quite amazed at the things that it can let slip. Sermon slips from the mind. The text slips from the mind. But you know, if you love the Lord Jesus, he will never slip from your grip. You will endeavor and resolve. And if you are a true Christian, shall truly succeed in retaining the Christian faith once delivered on the saints. So a Christian is one who will never give up Christ. He's one who holds fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope unto the end. The word sometimes is used to describe one driving a boat. Holding fast the direction that he is heading towards. It is used in Acts chapter 27. Paul and the sailors are in the midst of a storm. The vessel is going to be sunken very soon. And they have to hit the coast as soon as they can. And so they get hold of the main sail. They erect the main sail. They let everything else go. And holding fast the main sail, they let it catch the wind so that it goes directly towards the coast. And that's a description of the Christian's holding fast. He holds fast that seal. He holds fast that hope. He holds fast that Savior who alone brings him into the heavenly glory. He will never let it go. A Christian will never jettison his faith. The faith that he confesses but retains it to the end. Notice how that is stressed. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope. Firm. Unto the end. The true Christian holds it on to the end. He doesn't hold it for a few days. He doesn't hold it for a few years. Or even for many years. But to the very end. And what end is this? Death. Death is the end. Continuance in this life, our earthly existence, till it finishes and closes, is the end. It means until he leaves this world, it means until he enters into glory itself, or until Christ returns to the end. That's a true Christian. It means through every flood, every difficulty, every opposition, every trial, every fall and every failure, whatever Satan throws at him or whatever the world throws at him, still the faithful saint holds firm Christ unto the end. And even should he fall and fail in the battle, he rises, he repents, He confesses and he continues to retain his trust in his Savior Jesus Christ. That word, hold fast, is a word that the Apostle will bring in again in this chapter. You have it in verse 14. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast on to the end. The same words, holding firm, holding fast, holding steadfast to the end. The end is as important as the beginning. It's a true Christian who perseveres. Many will apostasize; They weren't true Christians. The true Christian perseveres, continues, the true Christian partakes of Christ and is in union with him as a living stone and he holds the faith from the beginning to the end. It's the same words as I say. And in chapter 10 verse 23 the word again occurs let us hold fast the profession of our faith. It's the same word hope as in our text. Let us hold fast the profession of our hope our expectation without wavering he doesn't use the word the end there but he's really saying the same thing hold it fast without wavering without letting it go without throwing your arms up in the air and casting it away and giving up no without any of that and that's just as basically saying to the end to the end so in different words and in different ways, the apostle is always hammering home the same thing. Let us be steadfast to the end. To the end. And every time he uses this verb, hold fast, he, he uses these words with it. So the Christian is one who perseveres to the end. He does not apostatize. He will never turn away from the gospel he will never pull himself out as a brick out of God's house. We might say a man who comes into God's house can leave it at any time. We might say that. God doesn't keep people against their will. They can leave if they will. But a true Christian will never will to do that. For he has been born again. And he is joined to Christ. He will never let him go. Through God's grace, Christian perseverance. What exactly is it that the Christian is unwaveringly holding fast to? What does the text say? The confidence, the rejoicing of the hope. Firm. Each noun has the definite article. There is the confidence. He holds a confidence. The boldness, the conviction, the rejoicing, that is the boasting, the gladness about it, the glory in it. He holds the glory of the hope, and then there is the hope itself, the expectation. Now, the most important of these three nouns, which have the definite article, is the last, the hope, because everything, everything else is in relation to that. He holds the confidence. Of the hope he holds the rejoicing of the hope. It's the hope that is the main thing, the thing that he has confidence in, the thing that he has boasting and glorying and gladness in. The hope, so it's the hope that we're emphasizing and focusing on tonight. And it's only one hope a clearly defined, a very definitely stated hope that is known by the saint. We call it, of course, the Christian's hope. It is called in the Bible many things. It's called the blessed hope. And what a blessed hope it is too. It's called a living hope. Because it is in a living Savior. And in living promises it is confirmed. It's called the good hope. Because it will bring nothing but good to those who have it. And it's called an eternal hope. Because it shall never end. It's called many things. But what does it mean to persevere to the end? To hold fast this hope. This conviction concerning it. And it means three things. And that's what we want to consider tonight. First of all. It means that true Christians. Will hold fast the Bible. Where this hope is revealed. You see, this hope is something that has been made known by the gospel. It has been revealed by God. God's word has declared it. It's not a hope or an expectation that the church has invented, that the apostles just, you know, kind of come up with. It's nothing like that. It's a hope that's come from heaven. It's a hope that has been declared by God. It's a hope that has been grounded in his promise that he has given by his own mouth. It is the hope of the gospel, the hope of the good news, the hope declared by the good news. The gospel proclaims it, the gospel sets it forth, and the gospel assures it. There would be no hope without the gospel and without the scriptures. No revelation of the hope unless God told us of it. And so without God's word and without His declaration in the good news. We would never have this hope. It's all in the Bible. And so the Christian will be holding fast to his Bible. It's all in here. It's all promised. He's not going to let go the declaration of it. He believes the Bible. He retains the scriptures. He, He doesn't just possess a Bible. But he retains it in his grip of faith. I believe the Bible. A Christian will always say that. You see, the Bible says that the Scriptures were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. So we can't hold fast to the hope without holding fast to where that hope is revealed unto us. And so a Christian certainly will hold fast in the Bible. He'd have the confidence in the Scriptures. He'd be glorying and boasting in the Word of God. It will be his Thorough conviction that it is true, because the Bible declares it. That is why this is not some uncertain thing for him, something vainly desired. Like those who say, "I hope I will be a rich man," or "I hope that you know everything will go well for me in life," Or like the irreligious might say, "I hope I go to heaven." That's just an empty, frivolous, unmeaning thing. That's not what the hope means in the scriptures. Hope is not like that. It's a certain expectation. Because God's word has declared it. And the Christian knows it is true. Because God's word has revealed it. So he knows in Christ. There is all this promised expectation. Because he believes his Bible. And he will not let his conviction concerning that book. Be removed from his soul. And so this hope is not pie in the sky stuff. But God has promised it. And God cannot lie. What did Paul say? The hope which is laid up for you in heaven. Whereof you heard. In the word of the truth. Of the gospel. That's where you first heard about it. That's where you first come to have assurance concerning it. From the Bible. You heard about it from God's word. And so the Bible has revealed this hope. And it's not something that the Christian doubts. Now sometimes he may doubt his own interest in the hope. Sometimes he he may doubt his salvation. Especially when clouds gather and difficult times come. Perhaps when he even falls into sin. There may be personal doubts in relation to his own uh, participation in these things. But he doesn't doubt that there is a hope and that it is true and that it is only found in Jesus Christ. He never doubts that. Because he knows the Bible is true. And he holds fast that truth. And he grows in the assurance of it in his own Christian experience as he continues believing in his Saviour Jesus Christ. So Christians don't let go of that Wherein this hope is revealed. They hold fast the scriptures. They don't throw away their convictions about God's word. The Bible says it, they believe it. And they'll never go out the door of God's house and close it behind them, saying one day, all of a sudden, the Bible is not true, the Bible's lies, I don't believe it anymore. The true Christian will, will, will never do that. There's no way many an apostate has done it but the true Christian will never do that he'll hold fast his Bible until the end Christian knows the Bible is true it's opened his heart, it's opened his mind it's shone into his soul it's it's beaming rays, it's searched him out it's revealed to him a saviour of whom he has the absolute certainty that he is the only redeemer The Bible has done all of that. He's not going to throw away his Bible. If a man sees the sun. You'll never convince him that it's darkness. It's light is evident once he's seen the sun. He stood in its rays. And that's the way a Christian is. He stood in the rays of this beaming Bible. And you'll never tell him. It's not God's word. He retains it. holds fast to it. To the end. So a Christian will always possess his Bible. He'll always be bold confessing the Scriptures. He'll always be saying it is written, here it is in the book. He'll be glorying and rejoicing and having confidence in the Word of God wherein this hope is revealed. But then secondly, not only does he hold fast the Scriptures wherein this hope is revealed, a Christian holds fast Christ. The very person Jesus Christ. He holds fast Christ. Who is the sum and the substance. Of this gospel hope. Christ is our hope. That's why it's sure. That's why it is certain. And the true Christian knowing this. Will never let go of Jesus. He'll be holding Christ to the end. Christ is the hope. Of every saint. He brings us hope. He gives us hope. He alone is that hope. And without him there is no hope whatsoever. No hope outside of Christ. The Christian knows this. So he says I'm not for leaving Christ. If I leave Christ. There's no hope. He never wants to be without hope. And therefore he will keep on believing in Jesus Christ. Every Christian knows this. Our hope is based on the person and work of the Lord Jesus. If in this life we have only hope in Christ, just in this life, then we're of all men most miserable. But one thing is for sure throughout all of this life, that's where our hope is. In Him. Even the Corinthian church knew that. And there were a lot of things that they didn't seem to know, but they knew that remember how Paul said to the Ephesians concerning them before they knew Christ he says at that time you were without Christ and you had no hope no hope whatsoever because Christ is all our hope and there is no hope in anyone else whom God made known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory. The hope of glory is Christ in you. You in union to Jesus Christ. You taking hold of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ indwelling and in filling you and possessing you. In your union and partnership. You have the hope of glory. And apart from that there is no hope. The Christian knows this. I'm not for letting go Christ. The believer will say. No matter how often I fail. No matter how many times I sin. No matter how much the devil attacks me. No matter how hard it gets. I always need Jesus Christ. Unto the end. To the end. What did Paul say to Timothy? The Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Our only hope. We're not for letting him go. So, a believer is like Peter and the apostles. You remember that time when the Lord Jesus Christ was among them and he gave them a hard sermon that many of them couldn't really digest. And it says that many of them went back, his disciples. They weren't living stones. They were hanging around for a while, but they weren't living stones because they left him. They went back. And their going back was permanent because it says they walked no more with him. That wasn't over. Goodbye, Jesus. They weren't true Christians. The true Christians were Peter and the apostles. The Lord turned to them and said, are you going to go too? Are you going to leave this house that I am building? And Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. You alone have the hope for us. It's not going to be found anywhere else. We know this, Lord. We're not going anywhere. And we believe. And we are sure. And we have the conviction that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's a Christian. That's a Christian. He has this confidence in Christ, this boasting in his Savior, the Lord Jesus. And so the believer will say, I have Jesus, the hope of glory. He's the only Savior, and there's no one else. And I'm going to hold him fast with all the faith that his grace gives me. And I'll do it until the day that I die. And they will die saying it too. Jesus only, Jesus only. Lord Jesus, you're the only one who can take away my sins. Only you I trust and only you I believe. Thou art my hope, O Lord God. Thou alone, thou art my trust from my youth, the psalmist said. You see, this language is found in the Old Testament too. It's not just in the New Testament. Even David says, Lord, you're my hope. You're my only hope. Because all in the house say this. They have this confidence, this boasting, this rejoicing, this conviction that the Lord alone is their hope. And they they do not let him go. Who lets go of their hope? Believe leave themselves without any hope. Christian will do this. And then thirdly and lastly, they hold fast even unto the end all the promised truths in relation to this hope. Now as I say, Christ is the sum and substance of them, but there is very much in this hope that is promised by the Lord. There are many aspects of this glorious hope. And they have all the conviction and all the glad rejoicing concerning every aspect and all the points of that hope. This hope is like a, a glorious treasure box and you open it out and there are so many things in it and all of that is their hope in Jesus Christ. And they're not letting one of those things go. Not one of them. Not one jewel, Not one precious gem. The liver cast any truth away in relation to that glorious hope that is revealed unto them. They hold fast every diamond, every pearl, every jewel concerning it. There are things that the Christian is waiting for. Many things in this hope. Things that they believe concerning. Things that they have expectation about. Things that they have conviction and assurance concerning. Things that they will never be shaken about. And not one of them will they let slip. What kind of things are we talking about? And that Christian is coming again to the Bible, again and again, to strengthen his faith concerning all these expectations, and to freshen himself in relation to them. What kind of things are we talking about? In this hope that he doesn't let go. Many things, we couldn't possibly cover them all tonight. But I will quickly list some. There is the hope of the resurrection. Didn't Paul say to the people. He said I am a Pharisee. The son of a Pharisee. Of the hope and resurrection of the dead. I am called here in question. And so he has this hope. Of the resurrection of the dead. God's people are awaiting that. They are expecting that. They have the conviction at every funeral, at every gravesite. This is not the end. The Lord Jesus Christ will come back again and raise them up, that glorious hope of resurrection. Oh, you'll not shake any Christian about that. He holds that confidence. He holds the rejoicing of that truth. And it does rejoice him too, on many occasions, that there is a resurrection of the dead. And then he has the hope of the glory of God. That's what the Bible says. We have access by faith into this grace. That's where we are now. And we're rejoicing in the hope, in the expectation of the glory of God. In the expectation that through Jesus Christ, every Christian will be brought into the presence of this glorious God. Every Christian will see God in his glory. And every Christian will become glorious in seeing God. The hope of glory. And so the the Christian has that. He knows that death and this world is not the end. That the Lord Jesus Christ is bringing him on to glory. Didn't we study that in the epistle to the Hebrews? The pioneer who's bringing us all on to glory. That hope of glory. Oh, the Christian will be holding fast to that. He'll never be shaken in that. He'll have conviction and assurance concerning that. You not want to let that go. The hope of glory. And then the hope of that which is led up in heaven. And then the hope of that uh, glorious robe of righteousness in heaven. And the hope of no more sin. And no more sorrow and no more tears. The hope of eternal life. A life with God that will go on without end. A life of perfection. A life of likeness like Jesus Christ. And then the appearing. The coming again of the Lord. Isn't that called the blessed hope in the Bible? the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our saviour Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ is the great God he is and he's coming again and that's a blessed hope that every Christian he's not going to throw that out the window he's not going to jettison that he'll hold that expectation of Christ's return and winding up this old wicked world he'll hold that expectation until the end And there'll never come a point where he'll say, that's all nice. I've given that up long ago. I've finished with that old doctrine. No, he'll never say that. An apostate will say that. But a true Christian will never say that. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of our hope unto the end. To the end, mind you. So these are the things that the Christian knows are promised in the gospel. And no Christian wants to miss out on any of these doesn't want to miss out on the resurrection, doesn't want to miss out on the glory of God, doesn't want to miss out on the robe of glorious righteousness in the presence of God, doesn't want to miss out on being like Christ, doesn't want to miss out on being sinless, doesn't want to miss out on all the tears being wiped away, doesn't want to miss out on being raised from the dead, doesn't want to miss out on any of that. And so he'll hold fast Christ to the end. It's such a hope That he couldn't possibly let it go. Such a powerful hope in itself. That that hope holds him. That hope retains him. That hope changes him. What does the Bible say? In 1 John 3. Every man that has this hope in him. Purifies himself. Even as he is pure. It changes him. It helps him. Are you a Christian tonight? Have I described you? Can you say this is me? Humbly, we say it. And we're not unmindful of our unworthiness. But we have to say that this is me. I'm not for letting my Bible go. I'm not for letting my Savior go. I'm not for letting any of these truths go, no matter how dimly I see them. I'm not for letting them go. You're a Christian. You're a living stone. And if that's not your story. If that's not your testimony. Then. You're a sinner. And no matter what you profess. You're a sinner. Who needs to become. A possessor. A possessor. Of Jesus Christ. Taking hold. Of eternal life. Taking hold. Of the saviour. You need to become a possessor. Such a possessor that takes hold of a Christ and never, never lets him go. May we all be such through God's grace. Amen. Let us pray.